Welcome to the Unrefined Project. My name is Travis. This is my buddy David. How you doing? How we doing today, buddy? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. So we're doing a little different here today. We don't have our producer in the house. He is uh, off taking care of some other things. So we're going to see how it goes with me just uh, on the boards here and we'll uh, kick it over to Dave for the rundown. All right, so today we're going to do a little something different. Um, we've done 10 episodes so far. Uh, most of it's news, a little bit of culture. Um, we figured we'd tell you tell you a bit about ourselves, who we are, why we're doing this, um, all that kind of good stuff. Um, we'll start with Travis, you know. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, besides what we've talked about on the show and maybe some little here's and there's, um, on social, you guys don't really know who we are yet. So, uh, figured just give you a little, little rundown. So, uh, I was born in 1986. I was born in San Francisco, California, and uh, my parents lived in the North Bay, uh, along with my grandparents, my dad's parents. So, um, we had a cool little upbringing up there, um, Got to go to the beach all the time, you know, wine country, Napa action. And uh, then in 97, my parents had a bit of a falling out. And I actually moved back to the Midwest, Midwest with my mom. Midwest. It was a mess. It was a bit of a mess. I was 11. Uh, I have a younger sister and a younger brother. And we actually moved into my grandmother's basement. Nice. Um, and yeah, But you so- didn't shoot her in the face, right? No, I mean, try as she, <laughs> as she did, you know, might. Um, too soon, too soon. Well, so she was very religious. Um, she was 100% Irish, and she is also, she w- was also 100% Catholic. Okay. So we didn't really have a lot of, you know, God and religion discussion. We knew what Christmas was because we got a shit ton of presents. And, um, yeah, so it was a bit of a transition, not only between the physical location, no more mountains, no more ocean, um, but yeah, we started going to church and communion and Saturday school and all that good stuff. So it was, uh, it was a bit of a transition to say the least. Something I didn't really notice until I was older. Um, the schools in California are not that good compared to other states. No, they're in, one of the, the worst. Nation. They're some of the worst. So I was like, you know, crushing it, sixth grade, graduated, like no worries, straight to like C's. NDs and math and science. So it was, it was a struggle. The kids were a little bit more advanced than we were. And, um, you know, just trying to find my vein, moving to a new town. And, uh, and where was this? What town? Ames, Iowa. Actually, um, we're going to be going back. Slipknot. You're in good hands out there. Yeah. You know, I was a crazy cool place. I didn't really appreciate it much when I was younger, but it's a great place to raise family, super safe, rode our bikes everywhere, left them in the lawn, doors unlocked, you know, yeah. that, that whole thing. So, um, <clears throat> So yeah, moved there for a little bit. Uh, we struggled. My mom was, you know, doing her thing, um, trying to trying to you know make ends meet and get us get us our own house and everything. So uh, yeah, lived there. Graduated high school in '04. Shout out to Anti. And um, kind of bummed around a little bit for a few years. Decided I wanted to go to a tech school down in Arizona. So I started wrenching on the motorcycles. Um, did that for two years. Bopped around. Find myself back in California. Uh, met my wife in 2013. Uh, got in the trade the same year, and um, yeah, the rest has pretty much been South Bay. So we've been here for about ten years now. Now you so, got the two kids, and yeah, we got a we got a couple little rugrats running around. Um, you will never see them. You'll never hear their names. Um, you know, I appreciate a lot of privacy, and a lot of people in my personal life really 
kind of wonder why we're doing this because I am kind of such a private person, but uh, we'll let David give you a little bit first and then we'll kind of explain why we're doing this. All right. So I am 39 old fuck. I know. Um, born and raised in California. I did live in the Midwest for a few years in my early twenties. Um, you know, just ex-girlfriend and stuff like that brought me out there. I do like it out there, uh, as compared to here. I did like it a lot more, a lot more. Um, I have three kids, three boys, love them to death. Wonderful wife, love her to death. Don't always treat her like that, you know, and don't always treat the kids right, but I'm trying, you know, I, I try for the most part. Our wives and kids. We got a new little kitty here. Hold on. <laughs> our wives and kids put up with a lot, so we, we do appreciate that. There's our little, there's our little kitty, Sashimi. She, she, she was the one that just gave us the technical difficulties, yeah. so that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, that's all right. I'll clip that out. They won't see any of that shit. So, um, yeah, you know, I had a, I had a pretty rough childhood. I did a lot of dumb shit. Uh, had my run-ins with the law. Um, got in trouble. Just, you know, normal teenager shit in California. You know, any other state, it wouldn't have been the same, I think. Uh, just the people, people that you hang out with, the people that you know. Here, it's it's a little different here, you mm-hmm. know. I noticed that when I moved out to Nebraska uh, for a few years. Um, it's, it's, it's slower paced out there. Um, the kids are a little, you know, the same, rough and tumble. You know, there's still drugs there. There's still all that kind of garbage and shit like that but it's different it's just something different about here i don't don't know if it's just california that that makes you want to commit crimes or what but i think i think it has a lot to do with just big cities in general large populations um i have a lot of friends that i've met through the trade and and here since being here and and the the vein is kind of the same especially you south bay boys um san francisco's crazy so y'all would get up there and get into a little bit of here and there. Um, I do want to point out that, you know, you can't run from X, Y, and Z, right? Um, uh, a lot of people think that they can kind of run from their problems by moving physically, especially. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Cause you'll find them. You'll find the same, same shit everywhere. You know, you just got to right. look for it, but it, it is different here. Um, I think it has a lot more to do with the gangs um, here. You hang out with gangs when you're younger, especially East, East San Jose, where I grew up. All you do is hang out with gangs. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a gang member. Of some sort or another, and it, and it feels like family at that point, or at least aspiring to be, or aspiring to be, yeah. And you know, and and a lot of my friends grew up uh, without without dads in the household. Mm-hmm. The ones that did have the dads, you know, or or the grandparents that took really good care of them. One of my best friends, his uh, was raised by his grandparents. They they awesome people. He's doing fantastic in life right now. A um, couple other people that I knew grew, growing up in in the Bay Area, they're just just they're still destroyed as people yeah you know most of them were raised uh single parent household usually the mom um mm-hmm. very rare that you find it's just the dad but yeah it's 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 different you know but that's that's me that's who i am um i've changed especially since i had kids mm-hmm. um i got three boys i won't tell you their names either um but they they're a handful um like i said earlier i love them to death um they they don't know it. I'm, I'm sure they know it. I don't tell them as much as I probably should. They probably <laughs> think I hate them. I don't. I'm just trying to raise somebody that has thick skin that could, you know, be a good person in life. That's that's all I care about, you know. And if they treat their kids like shit, as long as their kids grow up to be decent human beings, I'm okay with it, you know. That's well, what it, it takes a little bit, you know. It, it takes a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of – I really try and tell myself to – not be 
soft-handed, right? I kind of have to remind myself that this is the time to get it in. I kind of look at it as a window. Yeah. If it's and again, so many parents used to get upset with me before I had children when I would compare kids in general, not necessarily their kids, it's like I'm not calling your kid a dog or anything, but to animals, yeah. I used to compare yeah, I've heard that a million children times. to animals. And yeah. they used to get really bent out of shape. But now that I'm post to having children and you know, like I have They two, are they, it, you, you have to get them early. If you don't get a puppy during in, in obedience school, the yeah. rest of the life is a big struggle, and I feel the same way about children. So, you I'm know, really just trying to let them focus on being kids, but having discipline built into their routine in a daily basis. Yeah, that's always a good thing. And besides, they are little animals. Um, <laughs> they're just terrors. They terrorize everything. That's I guess that's the point, you know, of being a kid, right? I did the same thing. So they're I. doing the same thing. Um, the best we can hope for is that they have correct morals, right? And I'm not a religious person, um, but my morals basically are the same as, you know, the standard Judeo-Christian morals. Yes. Right? And I know that's kind of hard to wrap your head around. If you're not religious, how can you believe these are the correct morals? But I just somehow in life I've found it. I don't know if there's a higher power or not. I don't I don't. I, I guess you can call me agnostic if you had to put me in a box. I'm yes. not an atheist. I don't believe in nothing. Um, You're not a nihilist? No, not a nihilist. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's kids, as long as they have, I think they need a male role model in their lives um, that's stern, that they know where the boundaries are, and maybe I don't tell them enough that I love them, um, but I hope one day they'll know. I, I, I think they will. Um, I, so two things there. Um, my mother did an amazing job raising three crazy children. She was, she had some help from, from her parents, but they were older. My mom's one of eight and they were kind of done, you know, dealing with children by the time we rolled around. We have a lot of cousins out there in Iowa as well. And, um, you know, bless their heart for opening their houses, their, their home to us and trying to instill some consistency and, and a bit of a routine as far as like, like my, my grandpa was really, really um, staunch on having dinner. Everyone sitting down at the dinner table. Nice little structure. Yeah. And I am really staunch about doing that now as well. And I, and I get on my son a little bit about getting up and going to play with his Legos when he should be eating, you know, and I, I know he's a, a young kid, but I, really want to have some of those consistencies that I found in a home with the parental coalition of a man and a woman heavily influenced by religion. Um, I am not religious. There was actually kind of the opposite effect um, going from no talk of, of God at all to <laughs> just having it shoved in my face two or yeah. three times a week. Um, I pushed back in ways that um, I'm not very proud of. Um, you know, we can, <laughs> there's some stories about about Sunday morning rolling around and us watching cartoons real quietly. Cause I knew if, you know, if we didn't make it to the last mass, which was at 11 15 in the morning, if you know, we weren't ready and out the door by 11, my mom wasn't going to have us late to church. Yeah. So we kind of, I would, I would tell my younger brother to you know, zip it. If you're going to laugh, laugh into your shirt and we're going to, we're going to make it through this kind of thing. Um, but you know, I do, I do really agree with the, 
moral foundation that can be found in a Judeo-Christian religion. Absolutely. Um, there's I mean, one. if we don't get our morals from that, where do we get our morals from, right? I mean, a lot of people like to believe that there's nothing else after this. There's no heaven, no hell. Um, if that's the case, then why is rape, murder, all that? why is it bad? If there's no moral compass, and the moral compass is usually a Judeo-Christian moral compass, because if you go to um, Middle East, right, um, they don't, their morals are not the same as ours, right? They, they don't believe the same things we believe. And I'm not talking about in, in, in God or anything like that. I'm just talking about their morals. The way they treat each other is different than the way, you know, that we in the West would treat each other. And that is a fundamental Christian value system. Yeah. I mean, they have Sharia law, which, you know, in, in certain areas of the, of the world, it's, it's oppressive, right? And, and you can be oppressive with any version of religion. Um, there are definitely oppressive Catholics and Christians out there as well. Um, me being a young teen thought the Catholic religion was very oppressive based on my personal <laughs> oh, I'm experience, sure. right? And, um, you know, we poke fun at it and, and used to call it stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. And, you know, there's, there's plenty of shenanigans along that, but there's a good, there was a good community involved. Um, members of my family still attend the same church that, that we all used to go to. And, um, you know, things like, um, pity, yeah. Um, were seen as um, weaknesses in leaders back in the 13th and 14th century. And it wasn't until religion, Christianity came around that like pity and, you know, um, showing some form of grace not grace. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know, I, the words on the pity, tip of my tongue. But, yeah. You know, but, but these are things that were kind of brought to the forefront in religion and shown. That, yeah. Cause you know, it always showed weakness before that prior to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit of grace goes a long way. Yeah. So, you know, again, I, um, I, I am not religious either. Um, I don't know if I ever called myself an atheist, but the word agnostic wasn't really around back then. And then the first time I heard it, I'm like, that's it. You know? Yeah. I, that's the box you can put me in. You, you know? know, I'm, I cannot definitively say yes or no yeah. to that. So who am I to say either of those things? I like to be open-minded when it comes to, Things like uh, aliens as well, right? Aliens, it kind, it kind aliens. Of, kind of falls in the same category. Like, I don't know. I don't have enough personal information. There's a lot of stuff that's kind of being kept secret. There's a lot of stuff that's coming out that doesn't have, have explanations. So Not until like, uh, until like 2020. That was the, fuck it, they probably do exist here, right? <laughs> Everybody's going to get COVID anyways. Let's just tell them the truth. Uh, it was a distraction. <laughs> it was a distraction. Did, um, I sent this in the group like a week ago. But there was a comedian. He did like a four and a half minute bit. Um, and it's basically a synopsis of the last two years and he's pretending to be the government, you know, and they're like, they're like, ah, oh, everyone's getting uh, real restless being stuck in their house. They're all asking for money. They all want to stop paying rent. They're like, come on, we can't stop paying rent guys. You know, we, we gotta keep oh, look, thing. there's <laughs> aliens. Yeah. It's like, and then distraction, right? Like, ah, oh, tell them aliens are real too on that yeah. for a little bit, you know? So it's, it's, um, it's been kicked around a lot, but I digress. We we have um, 
you know, we have to give credit where credit is due. And I know a lot yeah. of people love to, f- you know, push back against the whole religious thing. It's like, hey, do your own thing, man. As long as you're being a good parent and you are present in the child's life, whatever moral compass you feel as though that kid needs to have, just like make sure they're not a bully. Make sure they're not like shooting people. Unless that's your moral compass, right? Yeah, but, but yes. I mean, then you shouldn't have a kid. No, correct, correct. But like, I, I guess that's that's pretty much you know the gist of us too. I have two dogs as well and a bunch of fish. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of fish. I got a lot of fish. I got a pond I built in the backyard. <laughs> um, some more fancy goldfish in the house. I like fish. They don't talk back. They just stare at you. You know, <laughs> that's about you it. You only feed them once a day. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that's good. that's it. Dogs so, are kind of a pain in the ass, but um. So we were going to um, just kind of shotgun scatter a few things that have happened um we are going to be missing next week's episode um i am going back to the midwest for a family reunion we're going to do a good old-fashioned road trip and uh, take a few weeks off so a little weird news cycle we had another shooting uh, that happened at a hospital um, but we kind of want to touch on some things that are wrapping up a little bit um uh, first and foremost, the just the topic that everyone seems to um, the grumpy topic be discussing, and <laughs> I cannot wait for it to all be over. Is the uh, Amber Heard uh, Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp thing? Yeah. So you want to want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, Johnny Depp uh, won <laughs> won the defamation case. Basically, uh, he was awarded $10, 10 million on one part, and then uh, there was another piece of it that he was awarded another five million. But since in the state that they they did the lawsuit in, I think it's Virginia, um, it only allows for $350,000. So basically he got $10,350,000 minus a million dollars that he's got to give to Amber Heard or that comes back to her for defamation of her character, which doesn't make any sense. Um, I haven't paid much attention to it because um, my dog stepped on a bee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't paid much attention to it. Uh, my wife has, yeah. you know, it's, it's just a distraction to me. It's like, Hey, the economy is in the toilet. You know, gas is almost seven bucks a gallon out here right now. Probably be nine bucks by the end of summer. Um, it's the, Hey, look, there's a squirrel over there thing. Yeah. It's, it's AD. It's like ADD or AD. Ooh, shiny, you know? Yeah. That kind of stuff. So that's finally going to be out of the news, but they're talking about it as if, you know, because Johnny Depp's a white, privileged male that is why he won the defamation case case which if you've you know i've everybody's seen the bits and clips and stuff like that of amber heard when she took a shit on his bed or their bed uh she's talking about i didn't hit you you know that, that kind of stuff everybody's seen how how insane she is and yet there's still a lot on of media left-wing media that is on her side saying hey what's this going to do for the me too movement uh, right before we started recording this, uh, Travis actually found a an article online, and the headline was just wow, you know, the root or the roots. I forget what it was called. I, I think it was from the roots. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it basically it basically said Amber Heard lost, and how this is bad for black women everywhere. I was unaware that Amber Heard was black. I was unaware that one person losing a defamation court case affected women all over, especially since we don't even know what a woman is. You know, it's you would think for that whole Me Too movement, this would actually be better, right? Because now the stories that come out, if people find out that there's consequences to lying 
Um, so say, you know, I accuse somebody of something, but it's not true. Um, I should be held to the same standard they're held to, right? So I should be in just as much trouble as they are if it's true or if it's not true, right? So if it was true, they get in trouble. If it's not true, I get in as much trouble as they would have if it was true. So like justice should be blind. Justice should be entirely blind. Um, doesn't matter who you are. Um, I, I, I didn't watch much of the story because I'm, I don't want to watch millionaires sit there and bicker over something that there's hundreds and thousands, if not millions of relationships out there just like that, where, you know, there's, there's women that are mean, there's men that are mean. Um, I've seen, I've known and seen a lot of women in my life. Luckily my wife's not one of them. My wife is probably the coolest person I've ever met. Um, that are, that are, they're like that, you know, they, they treat their boyfriend, husband, whatever, you know, like crap because they know there's no consequences, right? No physical consequences to sure. it because as men, we're taught as boys. Well, as long as you have both parents in the household, right? You're taught from your dad at an early age that it's not good to hit women. It's not good to treat them like shit. Um, and we try our best. We really do. Um, it's not always the case, though. Sometimes it's the opposite, right? Sometimes it's it's a man who's run by emotion, um, who treats his woman like shit, right? And in this case, it wasn't. You've got a drunk, drugged out actor, right? That's easy. He plays he plays the gay the gay drunk pirate on everything. <laughs> everything. That's his character. That's who he is as even a person. In, right? Even in Willy Wonka, he was basically yeah. If, just if you <laughs> watched five minutes of his uh, his deposition, you'd be like, "What is going on?" That's Captain Jack Sparrow, the, the drunk gay pirate, right? That's who he is. And, you know, I'm glad it went in his favor because it shows that there are consequences to lying. There are consequences to telling people falsities, right? Well, so. for, for me, it's it's that it kind of changes the tide and the momentum a little bit of this whole believe all women bullshit, right? Because just because yeah, women can be a evil. gender... Yeah doesn't mean that they're incapable of lying or that they you know, aren't falsifying something for gain or, you know, like the, it doesn't take genitalia to be a, a sinister person, right? Yeah, so correct. I and think, that's why I think consequences for the lying should be just as bad as consequences for the actions if they're true, right? They, they You shouldn't be able to get away with it. And now that you know you can't get away with it, that should be a big step ahead for women that have been abused. Yes, and I also think that it allows us to take a step back for a moment and take every one of these cases in a case-by-case basis and say we can't blanket statement, oh, well, this this happened here, so it must have happened here kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, correct, correct. That's that's the way it should be, right? That's exactly how it should be, right? Yeah. It's Every case should be looked at, okay, what happened, when, where, what, who, why, you know, like, and in the case of like Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby, they got in trouble for what they did, you know, not as much as they should have probably. Um, <laughs> even Roman Polanski, he just fled the United States, right? Yeah. He's still praised as a good director and stuff like that, a producer. But it's, it's the consequences for doing something wrong should be bad. Whether it's you saying, you lying or me doing something wrong, right? It should be the same. Well, and so, and, and that'll scare a lot of people off because there's sometimes there, there's women that, you know, that'll sleep with somebody, regret it the next day, and then be like, oh, he raped me. And it's like, is that real? 
I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've known people in my life that you could see if that situation ever arose, you'd be like, I could kind of see that. You it's know like what I mean? Regret equals rape. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. You made a decision as an adult. You made a, you made a conscious decision as an adult. Yep. All right. Now we're not talking about getting roofied or actually getting assaulted, et cetera. Like you got drunk, you wanted to, you know, have some fun that night and, Mistakes were made for whatever reasons, but regret. Had too much jello pudding. <laughs> you know, cope shouldn't equal like get this person in trouble or. There's a lot of vengeance in this world. A lot of vengeance and a lot of hate and anger and, and I, I think it needs to stop. Well, I think that also goes back to justice being applied equally. Um, you know, uh, people yeah. should get in trouble for lying. Um, might go one way in a court of people that don't have cameras on them. It might go a different way for two products of Hollywood. Might I add, those are those are two products of Hollywood. Oh, so absolutely. You, you get exactly what you pay for when you go to the box office and spend an absorbent amount of money at the movies. Like these are the kind of people that are creating these movies and and breeding the disaster that that happens, you know, in the surroundings. Right. But, absolutely. But you also have um, the upper echelon of individuals that even if they lie directly to the FBI, they still found not guilty. Looking at you, Hillary Clinton's attorney. Yeah, that just happened uh, a couple days ago, too. Um, that's, you know, he was very left-wing courthouse. The jury was very left-wing. Um, Lion's lying, they man. Get away, they get away with it. A lot of politicians get away with a lot of stuff, and that's that bothers me a lot because that, that means they're above that, that means they're above us. I don't think so. They, if I do something and I get in trouble, they do something and they don't get in trouble, that is just wrong on so many levels. That's not justice. Right, it's it's really not. If they want to talk about how unjust systems work, just look at politics. Um, look at Dr. Fauci lying in front of Congress. Has he been arrested? No, he hasn't. You know, did he lie? Absolutely, he lied. You know what I mean? On more than one occasion, under oath, and we saw this happen through the four years of Trump with all of these former generals and CIA spooks and freaks that the establishment deep state bureaucracy breeds yeah come straight to capitol hill put their hand on the bible or the constitution or whatever and lie under yeah. oath yeah and, and a lot of people will take that uh, what you just said right now about a deep state and say there's no such thing well it's not one person it's not a group of people sitting by in a cabal unless it's part of the world economic forum but um it's not a group of people sitting there saying hey how do we do this how do we do that the deep state is a state of mind for power, for people that want power. Um, and it, they don't even have to know each other, right, to be part of this deep state. It's not a group. It's When we say deep state, we mean people that are in power, whether it's uh, they were voted in or whether it's a bureaucracy and they were just basically hired, right, to do a job. If they're going after power, that that to me is deep state. Not one person, not one group. Uh, it's it's just a whole conglomerate of maybe hundreds of people all living their own lives for personal gain, you know, mm. maybe sociopathic gains at some point, you know, because you've got to be pretty nuts to be in politics in the first place. You've got to really... It's an interesting concept right there. Not one that I've put much thought to, not one that we discussed before we started the show, but I absolutely agree with that notion. It's almost as if it's a 
like pre-programming, something that's enshrined in all of us as Americans, patriotism, love your neighbor, your flag, <clears throat> your country, etc. It's almost as if they have their own personal constitution that none of them wrote, but they all subscribe to. And they yeah. don't necessarily need to know who's the other, you know, if I'm left flank, I don't necessarily need to know who's on the right flank. I just know that they're, you know, marching to the same drum kind of thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, politics is, is, is kind of a uh, creature forming place to be in. Right. It, it, it breeds power. Um, you know, we don't have term limits on Senate or Congress or anything like that. There's a reason we have term limits for president which we used to not have until, what was it, uh, FDR, mm. right? I think he did that. Went through a few th- terms, yeah. Third. Yeah. So, and that's that's a good thing. I, I A lot of people argue saying, hey, with term limits, what will happen is you'll get a bunch of people that don't, that, that are new, that don't mm. know what's going on. So the longer you're in, the better adjusted you are to deal with certain situations that may arise. I don't think so because in politics – if you, if you actually look at the way politics is run, it's always a different scenario, right? And if politics really is downstream of culture, it's ever-changing, right? It's, the politics are ever-changing. And if you watch anybody like Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, the things they believed 10 years ago are not the same as what they believe now. Mm. They just go wherever the votes are, right? The things they said five minutes, ten yeah, minutes and, ago you know, the same. Like I've said, I think I might have said it on another uh, podcast um, we shouldn't be allowing people that are, this is going to be very, very unpopular. Uh, unpopular opinion here. Extremely unpopular it. opinion. If you're on the government dime and you don't pay taxes, should you be allowed to vote? Hard no. I say no. because Yeah, exactly. I say no. Because it's, it's literally, I can say, hey, I can make sure I, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. I'll make sure you have more money in your pocket next month. I'll make sure of this. I'll make sure of this. And who are you going to vote for? The person that is appealing to your emotion and your well-being um, by taking it from other people. Um, government doesn't make anything. They only take. Um, there's no product that they ever made. Yes. You know, it's, it's supposed to be a bunch of us together doing, you know, writing laws and stuff like that. That's, that's, there's only three things. Life, liberty, pursuit, pursuit of happiness. happiness. Which is probably That's it. That's the only thing they're supposed to be protecting. Um, they're not supposed to be taking from us, giving to others. You know, I, I, I could see if I was poor and someone said, hey, I'll make sure you get this. You know what I mean? Who am I going to vote for? The guy that says I'm going to take all this stuff away or the guy that's going to say, hey, I'll give you more. I'll give you more. I, I, I get it. it I, don't think it's, I don't think it's right. Yeah. Well, it, it does a really good job of removing incentive away. And yeah. I think that's a big thing with raising children as well. You have to properly incentivize them. We're to, all a bunch of big children. I mean, yeah, I'm 35 years old. I feel like a kid every day. Hopefully my health can keep up with my, my brain and my ambition <laughs> and my imagination. But, I mean, you know, the there are certain things inherent in government in society, in culture, in community, because they are inherent in us. What is government? Government is it's just people. us. Yeah. It's just people, right? So you have, and you know, here's the thing. I would have been called a conspiracy theorist four or five years ago for talking about the deep state. They've basically come out and admitted it 
it's like the same thing that they do that this notion where they f- push back, push back, push back. And then, you know, they say this thing doesn't exist. They th- say this thing doesn't exist. And then they'll come out with an article and they're like, this exists. And here's why it's good. You know, and it's like, did everyone just miss the part about how like they just tried to say that it wasn't a thing as long as possible? No, it's like, no, it is a thing. The deep state, the swamp, whatever you want to call it. These, these are bureaucrats. These are people that are not voted into their position. They're appointed by people that we voted for. And, and they're just they power stay hungry. there forever. Yeah, and they're just power hungry. So it's, it's an inherent flaw in our system. I think every single position should have term limits. Um, back to what you were saying is, uh, about the excuse that they use all the time as to why we need people in power longer. Um, it really confuses me you know, I've done jobs before in construction where there's a swing shift. Okay. Where you have one crew working during the day, one crew working at night. And it's, there's this weird transition area where the day crew leaves and the night crew comes in and they somehow magically have to pick up where the day crew left off. How do we accomplish this magic? But it still works. It works. It always works. And we have the ability to leave notes. We have the ability to literally write down the project that we're working on. And someone, I mean, someone can pick up a patent from 25 years ago after it has expired, take that patent and expand upon it. Yeah. It's it's the same thing. So this notion that, you know, we're never going to get anything done. um, If, you know, we only have. That might not be a bad thing though. Not getting anything done ever. You know, gridlock's always good because then. You know, you're, you're not making the, the biggest group happy at, the, at one point in time. That's why we have a, like a filibuster and stuff like that, where it takes 60 votes in the Senate. Not 50-50, 60. It's, you know, that's, that's why we have that. So California and New York cannot control the rest of the country, right? Yes, but gridlock is not enjoyable for me simply because if nothing's getting done, what am I paying for? Right. If we have gridlock, if we have these individuals still, you know, using funds to travel back and forth from D.C., still using, uh, you know, whining. We'll see. Maybe that's what needs to change. Maybe there needs to be less people, less government officials, less less control from the government. Maybe things need to go back into the private sector, Um, you know, control of water, stuff like that. That needs to maybe go back to the private sector. Get that away from the federal government. So I'll um, play devil's advocate just quickly on that. Um, you know, uh, private corporations. Private corporations are, um, you know, inherently evil and greedy, which is why we need government in the first place. <laughs> no, uh, private corporations. You know, back in the days of like, you know, um, what was his name, Rockefeller and all that stuff. Yeah, they were kind of they were very money hungry. They started from nothing. They built their businesses on the backs of others, is what everybody says and stuff like that. Um, nowadays that kind of stuff doesn't work. Um, there's just too many people and there's too many, too many options, right? So you've got a hundred different companies doing the same thing. You've got your choice right there, right? So you're going to go with the company that is a shitty company that treats everybody like shit that can't keep employees. Or you're going to go with a reputable company and let the market settle it, right? Surprisingly, a capitalist market is very good at weeding out the, the bad, Right, it it really is good at it. Uh, government is not. Government is not good at picking winners and losers. Um, government never has been, never will be. Um, so less government control, I I would be happy with that. Term limits, I'd be happy with that. Uh, just get them out of our lives. Let us do our things. You know, let let us decide what's best for us on a local level, from our house to our block to our city to our county 
to our state. Yeah. That's it. The state is more powerful than the federal government. It's called federalism, right? Yep. It's supposed to be. Yep. Um, so get them out of our lives. Let us decide what's best for us in each little area. And that's why, you know, when they're going, they're going to do it, overturn Roe v. Wade, that's, that's perfect. Let each state devi- decide what they want to do. It's not getting rid of abortions. It just lets the state decide. If you don't like it, that's the beauty of America. You can move. Yeah. Right? If you can't afford it, you're probably living in California and New York anyways, and they, they will never get rid of abortion. Yeah, and it's not worth it to come here anyways, right? No. So, I mean, if you're if you're not here and you can't move back, or the whole, like, can't afford to come back to California, like, consider yourself lucky. You don't you don't really want to be here anyway. Um, I want to touch on two things before I forget, because my brain is uh, an amazing uh, thing every now and again. Um, so there is this idea called sortition. Have called ever- what? called sortition never heard of it got a couple of buddies that are moonlighting as podcasters as well i'd like to see another episode you guys um but their name is um i'm gonna forget it has to do with sortition the sortition society i believe anyway sortition is this idea to completely randomize every position in the government from the top to the bottom president down to the public park trash can bag changer yeah right so it it takes this idea that everyone's name gets thrown in a proverbial hat and i draw joe schmo who is the plumber and now you are going to be president for four years so joe plow the joe schmo the plumber doesn't get to pick his cabinet doesn't get to pick the the people that he's running and working with all he knows is that he has a position and he knows the power of his position and what he can and can't not a bad idea i mean i'm sure there's lots of problems that could come of that but uh that doesn't seem like a bad idea you know but just talking about it is one thing what if it was ever implemented i could see there being a lot of issues with that right because some people don't have the ability to to make rash decisions Look at our president now. He cannot make any rash decisions. You decision. can't do any worse right? than what we got right now, bro. No, you you can't. You can't. <laughs> well, you could. Look who's second in line. <laughs> but again, she it, or third. It was a chosen position, right? Yeah. What if you had someone polar opposite on both ends of the spectrum as far as president and vice president? I think that there would be a lot, yeah, a lot less rash decisions. That's why I'd like to see. Like, a, a, you know, not necessarily these two people, but a Ron DeSantis, Tulsi Gabbard together, right? Yeah. Because then you, you've got two people. Unfortunately, the vice president doesn't have as much power at that point, right? Well, unless, it, unless it's a split. Unless uh, it's a split. You know, if it's a split presidency, you got to pick one from each party. And that's, or and it has to be agreed upon. The things they pass, the things they do, it would have to be agreed upon. I understand that's, that's messy. It'd be more like a parliament. She's been breaking ties in the Senate. And in the House, when they vote, uh, Tulsi Gabbard's not in anymore. Not Tulsi. I'm talking about um, um, Kamala Harris. Yeah, Kneepad. Talking yeah, about Kneepad, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, so when there's a vote in the Senate, because that's fifty fifty split right now, right? Yes, yes. And she's, she's a 50, typically 50 the tiebreaker, correct? So there have been things that have gone their way, yes, because of that tiebreaking vote, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 They don't even bother. They just count it fifty fifty. Okay, they won. They don't even probably need her to vote. It's probably just a techni- or not a technicality, but a Whatever at that point, they just, hey, which way, we know which way she's going to go, right? She, she blows with the wind, right? Yeah. Whichever, and Willie Brown. I mean. <laughs> that was a long time ago, okay? People can't remember that far. Yeah. Um, just 
two more things. So the sortition thing is a very interesting idea. Um, I like to expand on that a little bit later when you get a little more um, privy to the idea because there's some nuances there that we're not going to spend time on right now. Um, the other thing that I appreciate about that is I believe that it would reduce a lot of fluff, for lack of a better word, when it comes to people's ter- terms, right? Because in reality, they're spending, say, it's a four-year term. They spend two to three years of that running their running their campaigns again, you know, running, promising things, bri- bribing people. Yeah, that's yeah, all legal, they do. Legal bribery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if in high school, uh, class president says, "Hey, we're gonna get we're gonna get vending machines, free vending machines." The other one says, "Hey, we're gonna make sure we get more homework." Who are you gonna vote for? Mm-hmm. The one that's actually doing something good for the rest of your life, or the one that's doing something good for you? what you think is good for you now, but which is really bad for you. you well, know? I mean, no one ever said that homework was good for you necessarily. I'm no, pretty, it's just pra- sure, it's practice. Pretty sure homework yeah. was created as a punishment. No, but. it's practice. I, 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 I totally see that. You know, I always tell my youngest, um, it's just practice. You need to practice it to get better. If you don't practice it, you're not going to get better at it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at us 11th, uh, 11th episode in, I, I don't know if we sound any better. I hope I hope we do. I hope we're getting better at this. Uh, I'm definitely feeling a little more comfortable in you know my ability to attempt to articulate my thoughts. And yeah. um, you know we don't have our iPads with us today, so we're kind of just shooting from the hip. But um, rough and I, dirty. I am getting a little bit better at you know um, compartmentalizing certain ideas and allowing other individuals to say their piece while still remembering what I wanted to say. I'm, I was very horrible at that, even when I was a teenager, memorizing and that kind of stuff. So I've come up with little ways here and there to kind of assist myself with that. But um, no, you know, and this is something that I was speaking about with a family member the other day, and she, I was introducing her to the show, and, you know, she's like, so what, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and again, my family knows that I... I'm a very private person, social media, don't really do much of it, didn't really want a lot of of flashy shit on my car, et cetera, right? But, um, you know, she asked me kind of why we're doing this, and I'm pretty sure I, I said this, I think, the first episode, but I, I want more regular people, and you and I are just regular people. We, we met in a blue-collar trade. We met in an apprenticeship. We enjoyed each other's company to the point where we can stand, hang out with each other outside of work, which is doesn't always happen. But, um, you know, I've gotten very lucky uh, through my apprenticeship and through the careers that I've had to kind of go beyond that 9-to-5 window and, you know, meet some really cool people in that situation. And, you know, this happened super organically. We were just kicking yeah. it in our vans, and we decided that we were talking about some kind of cool, you know, nuanced stuff, and maybe some other people might want to want to hear it. And I, I want to reiterate that I think there's a lot of interesting people in the world that don't have super interesting jobs, per se. I mean, we all can't be Neil deGrasse Tyson, for example, and, you know, be on Rogan's show all the time. But I think what a lot of people have to say warrants an audience and some people aren't necessarily afforded an audience in their day-to-day life. And I just want to encourage more people to not only grab a camera and a microphone and, you know, spit some, spit some words out onto the internet. But, um, I also want to, you know, encourage, um, this kind of discussion, 
uh, with individuals that you might not necessarily think that you can have that discussion with. Yeah, see, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little different. The way, the reason I do this, I'm I'm a very shy person. Um, you know, if if the waiter or waitress brings me the wrong food, I usually just shut up, eat it. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not confrontational, or anything like that. I'm usually not. You know, with my family, yeah, of course. You know, everybody is with their you know kids and wife and all that stuff. We're a little bit more open with them. Um, so this is kind of like therapy for me. Um, get out here, talk. You know, hang out with Travis. And like I said, these are the, these are just the regular conversations him and I have. Uh, we don't introduce ourselves to each other. That would be kind of weird every time. Well, we have, uh, <laughs> we have super cool nicknames, but we haven't. Yeah, we're not. We, gonna, we can't. We, we can't say them on here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. There's no way. But but uh, yeah, it's 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 therapy for me. It, this is nice. It's it's someone to talk to. Um, wife doesn't always like hearing my political views. Um, a lot of people here in California, I can't really sit down and talk with them about this kind of stuff because they're not like, they're not like this. They don't, they don't believe the same things I believe, um, politically, right? And that's majority of the shit we talk about. So, and I'm not, don't put me in a box. I'm not left. I'm not right. I'm don't, I don't care. I just, what would you consider yourself? Like if you were filling out a voting registration card, I'm registered, I'm registered as a Republican, but that's just because I've sided with them right now. You know, if, two evils. if, you know, like if, if somebody came along like Tulsi Gabbard, um, I don't like a lot of some of the things she's said and done, but she makes a lot of sense to me. Um, if there is a couple things she changed, I w- wouldn't mind voting for her. Right. She's a Democrat. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. If your values align with my values, I'll vote for you. Right. Yeah. That's that's the way I think it should be for everybody. I don't think everybody should pick a side and stick to that side. Um, the Like I and whenever I say the left, I mean, people that are out of their fucking mind. <laughs> Insane people yeah. on the left, boys or girls, girls or boys or boys or girls, girls. I, I, I don't even know how you to can, say what can, they say. I'll, I'll screw myself up there. on that. It's, it's yeah, fa- it's fantasy world and it makes you can do whatever makes you feel good. And that has a hard time existing in reality because it's not real. That's not the world that we live in. So it, 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 there's a lot of clashes. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, there's that old saying, if you're not uh, liberal when you're young, you have no heart. If you're not conservative when you're older, you have no brain. I yeah. mean, th- there's a lot of things that I was liberal about that I don't feel liberally about anymore. And if we were to break it down to what those words actually mean, it's like filling up a cup full of water. Do I yeah. be, want to be conservative with this water or do I want to be super liberal and let it overflow? You know, yeah. like, and I'd also well, like... Well, it goes by on, issue by issue too. I'd also like to say that certain individuals, if they consider themselves liberal, must be conservative at some point with their liberalism. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I and, get it. and vice versa, yeah. right? Like immigration, for example. I always ask this question, right? Like, okay, so you're all for immigration, um, visas, hell, you even like uh, un- unfettered mass illegal immigration, right? So how many people per year do you think is good for the country, right? Even if you say 100 million people, well, at 99,999,999, you have to be conservative and say, okay, that's enough. Yeah. Right? So yeah. there's this interesting concept that we all have to be either or, and I just don't subscribe to that. Some of the concepts, uh, especially when I say left on the left, right? Some of the concepts about that, you know, some of the stuff. Logically, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, 
a lot of stuff seems driven by emotion. Mm. I'm not a very emotional person. Ask my kids. I'm not very emotional. Um, I don't, I don't wake up and think, okay, how am I, how, how do I feel today? No, I just get up and do it. Right. That's, that's not, that's never been a thought in my head, you know, especially since I've had children, um, just get up and do what you got to do. But if you're driven solely off emotion, you're not looking at the consequences of your actions because you're just feeling, feeling all the time, feeling, 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 feeling. So when you hear me talk about the left, um, it's, it's literally, they're just, I believe they're feeling monsters. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they run on feelings and feelings alone. And that they, though, to me, logic comes first, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good way to be always constantly assessing where you're at on certain stances. Like we were talking about earlier, if you were to ask, um, Ojama or whatever, Obama. The the you know the the group of cool kids were ten years ago. They were all against gay marriage. Every one of them. HRC, uh, Drone King. They, they were all staunchly against gay marriage and marriage is for a man and woman. And they you know they read a couple of polls and they saw how things were skewing in in the culture and they yeah and they changed, said what right? they thought people wanted to hear. Yeah, that's a subject that, in all honesty, I don't. I don't think the government should be part of marriage anyways. I don't think, I think if that that's a religious thing, right? Marriage is a religious, a religious, um, I don't don't know what you would call it, but it is religious, right? So why is the government involved? Well, so that's interesting because weddings and marriages didn't used to involve the state. You didn't have to be a licensed, um, almost said mortician. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be a licensed uh, individual with the state of California in order to be able to marry people. Right. It wasn't about ordained minister marriage ordained minister. Thank you. It wasn't about the, um, marriage certificate that was, you know, given to you. No, it was the religious the promise, right? It was li- literally, I promise to give you my life. You promised to give me your life. That's what it should have stayed. The state. So the state originally got involved to, Revenue collection. Well, that too. <laughs> but they, they got involved and they gave tax breaks for single working fam- single person working families, right? Husband worked, wife stayed home with the kids, so they give them a tax break for that. You know, now she's a dependent of yours, um, stuff like that. That's why they originally got involved. I don't think they should be involved anymore. Um, and if you want to bring it back to a religious standpoint, then the, then gay marriage doesn't exist, right? It's all that's eyes of the state does it exist because in the eyes of the church it doesn't me personally i could give a shit less what you do with your life you know yeah i mean you know just leave me alone let me be happy there it is i was just gonna say you know like like you say all the time do you boo right as long as you You do you boo as long as so i again the whole box thing right like i'm as closely aligned to a libertarian as i think you can get with i think they consider that a classical libertarian now uh, maybe. I mean, again, I, you know, I'm very, um, left and right when it comes to certain things. Um, mostly libertarianism to me is the non-aggression principle. So my rights end where your rights begin. 
I do not have the right to prevent you from doing anything that you want to do, right? The pursuit of happiness, I don't have the right. As long as what I want, want to do doesn't affect your life. Because. Right? Like if I'm if I'm a, a treatment center, a sewage treatment plant right next to your house, as long as I'm not dumping waste onto your your lawn, what should it concern you, right? As long as I'm doing what's right. Well, because just like my rights end where your rights begin, your rights end where my rights begin. Yep. And if we can like have a deep, almost religious understanding of that, I think society would operate a lot better because people would think about the actions that they're and the choices that are making, the actions that they're doing at that point in time and the consequences that come from those actions. I mean, I talk about this all the time with my wife and she's probably heard it, you know, uh, an obnoxious amount of times, but like, Choices have consequences. We make oh, hundreds of choices a day, whether we're conscious of it or not, and every single one of those have consequences. Absolutely. They, they, they do. And that's, you know, like uh, I always say, the road to hell is paved in good intentions, right? Mm. And, you know, you may think you're doing something right uh, based off your emotion. Uh, you may think you're doing something good for somebody else. But look at the bigger picture and see what it's doing to somebody else, like the, the, like the government, right? They use tax money and they give it to the poor. Well, you may be taking money from other people and giving it. You may think you're Robin Hood. That's not the way it works. Right? Zelensky is not poor. So, yeah, Zelensky <laughs> is not poor. But, you know, you're you're actually hurting other families in the process of doing that. Right. If somebody worked hard for what they have, let them have it. Right. Don't don't take it from them to give to somebody else that's not willing to work Somebody that can't work, I understand that, like disability, right? But there's so many people. I've, I know two people in my, my life. Well, not in my, not in my life anymore, but when I was younger, hmm. that are probably still on disability, that neither one of them should be, right? right? They, they play the game. They both have, uh, they used to have uh, under-the-table jobs, you know, and they, got a, they collected a check every month, right? They don't pay taxes. They just take taxes. Right now, that's this kind of stuff that needs to be weeded out on an individual basis. Someone has no legs, um, they can't get a job. Right, I understand that they need as much help as possible. That should come from a community, right? But without religion anymore, with religion, you know, pretty much being gone in today's society, there is no more um, community. The community is Papa government. Yep. Right, and that's the problem: is the government needs to step out a little bit farther, get away from, you know, taking money from individuals and giving it to other individuals. Um, That's what I truly believe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I love that. I, again, feel exactly the same way. Um, Government does not create anything. Government only has the ability to redistribute wealth that was already created by somebody else. They do not have a product. They do not create a service. The only thing they do is collect revenue and redistribute it to how they see fit. Which is socialism. Well, it's also um, a breeding ground for corruption and greed because there's always going to be a little bit on top for the big guy. There's always a little bit for the big guy. 10%. I just, I feel like if people were focused a little bit more on how they can help themselves help other people as opposed to helping other people with stolen wealth and and tax revenue, I think, I think we'd be in a bit better spot. There's one more thing that I wanted to get and it's coming back to me, I promise. But there is also this idea of 
uh, of like, oh, 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 just to read, just to put a bow on the, on the religion thing. There's this idea that you have to give yourself to God, right? And you have to kind of not like Jesus take the wheel, but you know, certain things are beyond your control and beyond your power. I kind of push back against that portion of religion because I wish people had that same amount of faith in themselves. I wake up every day and I strive to be a better fill in the blank husband, father, worker, cog in the wheel. I do wake up every day and try to be a better father, better husband, stuff like that. But as soon as my eyes open, that's it. I go right back to normal. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a dream state, I guess. We it's could a dream say. state, yeah. But you know, it, it's it's cool. We did a. And it depends fun. on how much melatonin I have the night before, <laughs> right? And some other uh, precursors, but uh, it's alcohol, yeah. So we're um, we're getting a little long in the tooth here. I think we've uh, missed some things we kind of wanted to talk about, and we yeah, dragged on a little longer than uh, than we wanted to. But you know, hey, this is like we said, we were kind of just uh, winging it this time, and. Um, you know, we just wanted to get some content out there uh, before we were going to take a little break. So um, I'm going to kick it over to David to sign us off. But um, yeah, I mean, wake up every day, try and be a little bit better human, try and be a little bit better neighbor. And I think we'll all be better for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So love your kids, love your wife, Um, get up, do something, move your body, right? Get off the couch, Go for a walk. 30 minutes a day will change your life. Not joking. Um, Just be a better human being. You know, we all have it in us to be better to each other. Um, If somebody doesn't agree with you, that's okay. You know, you don't have to fight with them online. I like to do it, but you don't have to, right? So So my my hope is that this also breeds people's want to maybe get their information and their news from other sources as well. I'm just tired of people sitting in front of the TV, taking in legacy media, the same people that have been lying and bullshitting you for, for decades now. I I want this to kind of be, you know, some dim (laughs) sitting in front of a camera. I want that to kind of be a, as long as the camera's on you when you say that, I'm okay. You know, I'm dim (laughs) sometimes we get light. Sometimes we shine, Mm. but you know, I, I, I do enjoy kind of mixing it up a little bit from where, from where people get their information. And I hope to one day, plus there's cameras in front of us and microphones. So no misinformation here. It can't, it's it's impossible. Like I said, last time we have our own podcast and uh, (laughs) you know, the, that makes us an absolute truth. So go ahead, bring us out. All right, get up, work out, go do something different today. Um, have fun. Um, by the time you guys see this, I will be camping. Actually, I'll be coming back from camping by the time I put this one out. So, you know, enjoy your life. You know, have 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 a good time. Go make as much money as possible. Spend it. Do do what you love. Go travel if you if that's what you want. Me, I'm afraid of traveling. Don't like planes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wife hates that about me, but. Um, just go have fun, you know, and that's that's all that life's about. That's that really, truly is the meaning of life: is having fun, enjoying yourself, raising the next generation to be better than you, and nicer and kinder. You know, that's all I yeah, got there, for you today. There might not be a sequel to this movie, man. So just might you know, not be a part two. Maverick might really die in this one. You know, we'll see. All right, guys, we love you. <laughs> Thank right. you for listening. See you guys later. Peace.